podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Well, it's a very difficult time at the moment to be a Spurs fan. It's pretty doom and gloom. Uh, another week when we've got to look back at two defeats. Uh, got eight goals conceded uh, as well. Uh, trying to make some sense of it tonight is... Uh, uh, three wonderful guests. Firstly, uh, a wonderful woman who, I mean, was in so many, read so many of her books, and I believe uh, she might be updating the uh, official biography of Tottenham Hotspur. Julie Welsh returns. How are you, Julie? Uh, I'm curiously not depressed because. Oh, really? You know. <laughs> just because um, it glazing over you? Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm comfortably numb. Let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. And joining us again, uh, Simon Sheffer returns. How are you, Simon? I'm okay, Mike. How are you? Thanks for I'm, having me back. Uh, lovely to have you back as well, Simon. And finally, Mr. Staff, Mr. Stato himself. Uh, and I'm sure he'll probably furnish us even more depressing stats by the time the show is finished in about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Johnny Blaine returns. Cheers for having me back, Mike. Good to be on. And how are you? You well? Yeah, I, I liked Julie's comfortably numb. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> We've got the title there already. <laughs> yeah, we, thank you very much. That's going to be the title of the show. Absolutely. Uh, right, well, let's uh, look back at the two defeats. And then after that, we're going to look ahead to a huge game now in Budapest, uh, Wolfsburg game, and then uh, away to West Ham. It's very rare that we play West Ham and they're comfortably above us. Uh, God knows when the last time that happened. I'm sure Johnny might be able to tell us that later. Um, but let's uh, start by looking back at the very last game. Um, it's probably the first time in a long time that I didn't see or hear from one Spurs fan who didn't think, who th- thought we'd get anything out of it. We we're all correct, we didn't. Yet again, Julie, it was kind of three defensive errors again. Uh, I didn't think Man City barely had to come out first gear the entire match. And it was just deja vu, Groundhog Day. And and you're right, I, I, I watched the game comfortably numb. And I must admit, with about, when it went to 3-0, I actually kind of thought, shall I just turn this off? Shall I just turn this off and go and play with the kids? And that's so unlike me. Don't get me wrong, I love playing with my kids. But, you know, I'll, I'll be there to the final minute. And I'm just thinking... I'm getting no enjoyment from this anymore. What, what, what are your feelings at the moment, Julie? I mean, it's, 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 it's abject. It's so difficult. I mean, just the whole thing of not being there. Mm. I mean, okay. It's you, a blessing, you know, really. Yeah. Um, and you turn on the telly and you've got Redknapp and Carragher and you know, everybody's rubbishing Spurs. So I can't stand that. So I only turn on sort of two minutes before kickoff. Um I mean, I I tweeted something about it because all day, I mean, I just really, really, really did not want to look because I knew what was going to happen. I said on Twitter, it was just like when I was young and waiting outside my headmistress's study, waiting to go in to get a bollocking. And I just just knew that was how it was going to be. And I mean, the whole thing... 
it just made Jose look so dated. He got completely outwitted by um, Pep. He really did. He put Tanganga on to um, Sterling. Who played so, I thought Tanganga was our best player. I thought Tanganga well, played quite well. Yeah, but of course, um, Sterling just crosses over to the other side and, and, and <laughs> you know, makes mincemeat of Ben Davies. And it just sort of, I, it just went for, on from there. And I, I mean, yeah, I had to keep leaving the room. I thought I'll punish myself. I'll, I'll get my um, interval timer on. I'll go and walk up and downstairs and, you know, sort of do 10 minutes, you know, next goal, 10 minutes, next goal. Um, you know, sort of just, just get my daily six miles done. Um, so that was that. I mean, it, and it is, it, I just, it is a, it, it's, an awful time to be a Spurs supporter, considering that, you know, not that long ago, we were top of the table. Yeah, What's December. gone wrong? Yeah. So, somebody somebody, tell me, I'm not an expert in what how, how things have gone wrong. Somebody tell me, why has it all gone wrong? How, has... Johnny, you're the stat man. I, I just quickly jotted down here. This is our results since last month. This is about four, maybe five weeks worth. I apologise if I got this slightly wrong. I've got Fulham won all. Then we beat Sheffield United 3-1. Wickham, we won 4-1 in the cup. Liverpool, which I think was a pivotal game, uh, 3-1. Uh, Brighton lost 1-0. Chelsea lost 1-0. West Brom won 2-0. Man City lost 3-0. That's where we are. Um, it's just going down here. And, and Johnny, I can't see the Man City game. I can't see tactically what he's trying to do either. Early on this season, you saw absolutely what it was trying to do. The low block, do a team on the break. Even that's not working. I think the problem is, uh, there's a few things going on. I think he was spooked by the West Ham game when we were three up and drew three. So he went to this low block after that. But what coincided with the low block was you've got to get it to Kane and Son really, really quickly and they're going to score the goals because no one else is chipping in with goals. I know Lacelso scored against Man City, but nobody else is chipping in with goals. And we were scoring the same goal every week, the Arsenal goal, these wonderful breaks that ended in Kane and Son providing for each other and scoring a great goal. But you have that has to be perfect. And it was perfect for a few weeks, a few games, and it has to be spot on. It was spot on against Southampton, Man United, Man City, but eventually teams will either work you out or that goal just doesn't happen. So after that goal doesn't happen, what have you got? Well, I don't think we've got anything. And I looked before I came on, teams to have had fewer than five touches in the box in a match this season, we've had the most. We are, Kane had three touches, uh, no touches in the box against Man City. I think previous game he had three. We just... So, so Mourinho's looked, I think when Mourinho came in, he looked at our squad and went, right, well, they can't defend. This defence is not good enough, so I'm going to fill the box with Tottenham players and they're not going to score. And I've got these two good strikers. We'll deal with it that way. But that doesn't last for 38 games. He's got a, he's got a real problem. I feel like he stumbled across the, upon the solution against Sheffield United when he played five at the back. And every I know it was Sheffield United, but everybody was in their right position. Aurier and Reggie on one of the players' wing-backs. Three okay centre-halves. And everybody was in their right position. And then Reggie got injured. And, okay, Kane got injured. So hopefully, when Reguilón comes back, we'll start to tackle a little better. Maybe Lacelso will come back, although I'm not 100% sure what he is. But I just don't think he trusts the squad. And I feel he's going to go back to this low block now, if it ever, if, if it ever left him. But I think he's just going to go back to this defensive low block. The Everton game showed it for me. Look, I tried to attack. Look what happens when we attack. We let him five goals. Yeah, I mean, Simon, it, it is bizarre because, you know, obviously he he did a little bit of business in the transfer window. Um 
I think we all realise now the the, the the kind of error that a centre-back wasn't brought in. Because that's one, the defence, as Johnny mentioned there, he, he clearly, you could kind of see why, he, he he's rotating every single game. And every single game, at least one defender, and I'm including the goalkeeper in that as well, has made an error. Um, what do you do with that as your basis? This is... This is the problem, isn't it? The starting problem, anyway. The problem I find is that I can't read the manager. I just cannot read this guy. Every week, I would like to think that I could probably name three out of four defenders, give or take injuries. But every week, is it Dyer's in, Dyer's out, Toby's in. So it's like it's like a game. I think he's trying to do the players' heads in. You know, every successful team, you'd like to name nine of the 11 players. You'd, you'd like to think give or take injuries and then maybe one or two here and there, but it, there's no consistency. Um, I, I mean, I've said it for a long time. He plays bank robbery football. Now, what I mean by that is that if the robbery goes to plan, everyone's happy. And that is, everyone's happy. <laughs> you talk, you're talking from experience yeah. here, Simon. <laughs> no comment. No, but if one mistake, one mistake, i.e., Crystal Palace away, where we were playing bank robbery football, scored a goal early on, sat back, sat back. And if that comes off, Jose is a genius. Jose's a master class of this, Jose's this, Jose's that. But one mistake, whether it be uh, Wolves, where uh, Di- I think it was Dyer or Davis let the runner go, and he headed in. That's what it's like. You make one mistake, and all your hard work, all your hard work for 89 minutes, you, you look an idiot. Uh, I mean, I just don't get it. Where these are the same players who pulled Man United's pants down, pulled Manchester City's pants down, Arsenal, Southampton, West Ham for 75 minutes. The first half, you, you, you're watching Barcelona, the way we played first half. All of a sudden, and these are the same players, apart from Regulon, who I, I just don't understand what is going on within those four wet dressing room walls because they are good players. Yes, there's players we would like out of the club. We all know who they are. But generally, the basis of the team is OK. You're never going to win the league. And all these guys, after five games, we're going to win it. You're never going to win the league with the defence we've got. No way. You've got to be absolutely so lucky if everything goes to plan. They ain't going to go to plan over 38 games. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Julie, I mean, we're kind of now holding on to... The League Cup final game, which we, the reports say that might be the first game fans are going to let back. Uh, I hope I don't win a ticket the way we're playing at the moment. And then we've got the Europa League, this game Thursday now. You know, it's sort of gone from winning everything to everyone saying, you know, I, I don't think he's going to lose his job yet. Well, he's not. He hasn't got a break clause in his contract. So he's, um, unless... Um, Enik are prepared to pay a huge sum of money to get rid of him. Um, he's here till summer 2023. So there you go. When you said the League Cup final, I don't know if you saw, but I put my head in my hands. Um, <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. thing about Wolfsburg on Thursday is, you know, they're meant to be the weakest team in the group, which always means that as a fan, I'm going to be complacent like I was against Brighton, for instance. Um, they're, they're actually, Julie, they're very similar to Brighton. I'm, I'm actually working on the game on Thursday and I've watched them. All right, it's right. very similar to Brighton. In fact, it's small, small, technical, we'll press you, we'll move the ball about. 
we should be beating the sixth best team in Austria, but as you know, it's Tottenham. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I, do, I, I, do, I, because of what's happened in the last, you know, last few matches, I cannot see what what is going on. I can't see where the plan is. What's what's going? You know, what 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 what's what's he got in mind? I mean, and he seems to me more and more like a kind of top of the range Sam Allardyce, you know, brought in to um, kind of <laughs> stem the rot. Um, and it ain't happening. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, Johnny, I mean, oh, God, it's so depressing, isn't it? God almighty. Um, what do you think they're doing in training? Now, I know we've had loads of fixtures. I know professional coaches always go, well, you've got so many games, you can't get on the training pitch because you're, the players are resting, the next game, whatever, next game. But what was so disappointing about the Man City game was apart from the Kane free kick, which was a set piece, I don't remember. I think we had one break early on and I think someone lost the ball. Yeah. And that was it, John. There was yeah, nothing. And at the end, Bell at the end, quick feet, and that's it. We're, th- we're three 0 down at that stage. What, 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 what can you see? He's trying to do at the moment. I don't. I don't think the City game is really the blueprint because they're like death by a thousand cuts, Man City. You know, this is what they do. Because if you break it down in the first half, other than a penalty, which you could argue, they didn't do that much. But yet, look, they were going to win the game anyway. I think it's the other games that worry me more when you talk about what goes on in training. But I can't believe that. He set us out against Brighton to play like we played. I think you've probably discussed, well, it has been discussed. I think there was a problem at halftime against Liverpool when he had a row with Aurier and Aurier and Rodon was involved in the row as well. And he found himself on the pitch at halftime, Joseph, because he stormed out of the dressing room. So something went on to be played like that against Brighton. And I feel like they did have these clear the air talks. And so they looked like they'd improved against West Brom, a bit more attacking guile against Everton. I, I genuinely, I know people think Mourinho is a defensive manager and he is. That's his modus operandi, defending first. But he realises he realizes you have to score goals to win matches and he's won a lot of matches and a lot of trophies. I think there's a lot of people to blame on what's going on. I just think a lot of the players just aren't good enough. And we've got a lot of the deadwood from the end of the Pochettino era where we did have some a real poor run at times apart from the Champions League. We haven't got rid of them or replace them properly. Like, we bought in the Celso, we could have signed Fernandez. I know it's not football manager, but I believe we could have signed Fernandez. We bought the Celso instead. I just think a lot of the... Poch was right. It needs a painful rebuild. and It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I, th- I think that's absolutely right. I mean, Simon, the Everton game, that first sort of half an hour, 25 and half an hour, it was like watching old Tottenham again. We were attacking, there was movement, players were interchanging. It, it, it was it was tremendous. I mean, we only got the one goal. And then again, the space of seven, eight minutes, again, a bit like the West Ham game, we were 3-1 down. And it was just, you know, against the Everton team who then lost again at the weekend. Not even a good team, really. Um, this is the depressing thing that, again, it seems to be individual errors at the back. The keeper's making big individual errors. D- defenders are making individual errors. And, and this is going on week in, week out. Yeah, listen, defensively, I, I, I never thought we were good enough anyway. But the, the Everton game, I, I felt was a free hit. I wasn't actually that worried. I, I, came, I was more depressed after the Brighton game 
the Liverpool game to a certain degree, um, and certainly Man- Manchester City, where in Chelsea game, the, the, the centre half has come out of, of has come off the pitch, and he's probably hanged his shirt up and said to the guy in the laundry, "You don't have to worry about this." You know, we we, we haven't we haven't laid a glove on them. We haven't laid a glove. We, we turned it in. If you want my honest opinion, the Chelsea game. To I, the only way I can relate is is a Premier League team playing a third division team or a championship team and the championship saying, right, what we've got to do is stick in this game, go one nil down if that's the way it is. And, st- and in the last 10 minutes, we stick the ball in the box and you know what? We might, we might get, which we, we, which we nearly did and undeservedly, you know, you know, we're Tottenham Hotspur, you know, lay a glove on them. You know, I've seen it so many times in the, in the, what I call the Pochettino years, people, Tottenham teams come to Tottenham used to stick 25 men behind a ball. And if we didn't score in the first t- 20 minutes, everyone sort of, sort of panic, panic, panic. But we like sometimes we were 2-0 up. And then game on, you know, you come to the party now. Mm. No, I, I think you're right. Julie, I mean, if, if um, we were at the ground, if we were watching this game, Chelsea, I mean, is a prime example. How do you think us, the fans, as a collective, would be responding to these performances because I, I, I think it would be toxic. I think it would be toxic at the ground this season. What, what do you think? I think that it might not have been so bad if we were at the ground. I think that um, the drive of the fans in the ground has been an inspiration, especially in the new ground. Well, actually, at the, at the lane as well. That that There's something about the fact that that sort of connection has been broken uh, it's just left the team empty i'll say that i do i do think that's true that um they are there's such an unnatural atmosphere that i mean you know playing in cold bleak stadiums um without the fans i i don't think the atmosphere would have been toxic i mean it's toxic toxic on spurs twitter obviously but actually in the ground i think that i don't think things would have been so bad if we'd been actually there mm. yeah come on you spurs yeah that's inter- it's interesting um johnny well, i mean what one player that i think we've got to talk about is is our captain hugo Lloris, uh who you know again literally a month or so ago we're saying what a good season he has those mistakes have gone and now, you know, the last few games, you know, it, it's just gone again. Just every game, there's the old things of not getting down or arm, hands not strong enough. The, the, the frustrating one against Man City was the penalty. He got to that penalty. He actually got a good arm to that penalty from Rodri, and it still went in. But we don't have anyone, we don't have a backup striker, really, that's going to, you know, take his place. That's got to be one position they've got to look at strengthening and and quickly. Yeah, I remember when we signed him, uh, whenever whenever it was. It's a long time ago now. Long time ago, and I remember watching France, when France v Ireland when that famous uh, Henri handball. And I remember being on the phone to a friend of mine, Ollie, long time listener to the Spurs show, um, and we were both like, "That's the keeper I want." And then we signed him about a year and a half later. I was like, "Wow, we've actually signed an international top level international goalkeeper," and he has been great. And I've you know, I've been going since 87 and you look at the keepers we've had through the 90s and the 2000s, he's the best, probably the best by far. But at, but at the same time, 
I think he's probably done here now. Um, he's got to be, I think you've got to be careful. I think I see. I, yeah, I think you've got to be careful. He's still a world. Yeah, I think he's still a World Cup winner, but I, I think I think he, he's probably thinking about moving on. I reckon Poch probably wants him. It makes sense. I wouldn't. He wouldn't be first on my list to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we brought in someone like Nick Pope, I wouldn't argue. But and I think the West Brom keeper is another one that we've been linked with Johnston. I think uh, not good is, enough. You don't think he's good enough, Johnston? No, no. definitely not. Definitely not a good. Definitely not. He's a he's a um, Hollywood keeper. Makes Hollywood saves. But Mike, you're the keeper. What do you reckon? <laughs> Um, I, I I haven't seen enough of it's really weird, you know it's one position you don't see that much of I haven't seen enough of Pope Johnson week in week out to go yes he can do it that's the problem you know we watch highlights you'll, you'll see goals and stuff but I, I don't know I, I'm not too sure who's out there we need someone steady and we need someone who I mean in fairness since the crowds have gone we've actually seen how vocal Hugo is because I always assumed he was a really quiet keeper but you watch the games with the the uh, fake noise gone and he's talking a lot out there you know Simon I just come in on that um I, I I don't have a problem with Hugo yes he's there, but the best goalkeeper in the league is Allison, and he's having an absolute shocker the last three weeks. He, he really is. I don't think it's a problem with Louis. Yes, he's not playing well, but for nine months before that, he was outstanding. Since we come back from lockdown, he's been outstanding, Luis. But he, he's not having a good time at the moment. But I really don't think... No, I personally think he possibly will go at the end of the year because he's 35 years old. He's got one more move in him which obviously we're putting two and two together. He, Poch loves him. He loves Poch. He comes from Paris or wherever. That's where he'll probably end up. And, but I don't think it's our main, main problem, our goalkeeper. I would, you know, if anything, I would stick with Luis. But if Luis decides he's been at the club nine years now and his time is up, then it's up, you know. Just interested question. Who would you get rid of first? Who would I get rid of? Where do you want to start? I would Winks is thank you very much. He's he hasn't progressed. Uh, Mora, Lamella, um, possibly Sissoko, uh, Ben Davis. I would be looking to move on. You know, those type of players. They they against West Broms and teams of that ilk. Those guys are okay, but against to play Mora against Manchester City, it's it's mind blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah, he was very, he was very very poor against City. He, he's not. He's he's okay, Ben Davis. He's okay. He's sort of bloke. If you brought him home with your daughter, you'd think lovely, lovely Ben Davis. His hair's straight, and he's a lovely guy, and he'd never cause you a minute's problem. But against Manchester City, you need you need a top right left back. You need a top right back. You know, I, I just I don't get it. He brings in Doherty, who hasn't settled, but I still think will be all right. And he never plays the guy. And he bought him. He doesn't like him. I heard there was, I heard there was a falling a one, out. There wasn't one, there. There was a falling out of some sort. It's like it's like buying a dress and you get it home and you just realise it doesn't fit you. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a lady comment. You know, you men would know. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't believe all these rumours. You know, this one and that one, and he don't like this. You don't know. You're not. You know, no one's inside the changing room. No one. 
Look, let's uh, let's go to a, a very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at the game on this Thursday against Wolfsburger and then the huge game on uh, Sunday lunchtime against the Hammers. Back after this very short break. And we're back from the break. Um, as you know, this season, we are in association with William Hill every week. They give us some interesting odds. Now, Wolfsburger on Thursday, as Johnny already said, they are sixth in the Austrian League. They lost at the weekend. To give you some of the context, Lask, L-A-S-K, Lask, who we beat, beat in the group stages, a third in the Austrian League, nine points ahead of Wolfsburg. Um, William Hill, still still very short odds. They go six to one. They still think six to one will win the trophy. However, William Hill think we're going to walk this game. We are nine to four on to win the game uh, on Thursday, uh, and to qualify from this round, twenty to one on. That is incredibly short odds, um, and uh, the best poly odds here to win the game by three or more, three to one, is uh, what they're going to give us there, Johnny. I mean, hearing those, the the bookies there think that this is going to be an absolute walkover. Us Spurs fans kind of no different, don't we? I think of young boys now. I remember that young boys game comes into my head. But look, we should be beating them. Um, they're one of these sort of Leipzig type, type teams who are getting these young coaches who play like this new expansive pressing football. It's all about the data and all that sort of stuff. They won 4-0 in Gladbach last season in the Europa League. Uh, only lost one to Dortmund in the Champions League qualifying. So they can play, but they are still in Austria. And if you're going <laughs> to... If you want to get through to the round of 16 in the Europa League, this is the best tie you're going to get, as Judy uh, said, they're the worst team in, in the tournament. Do you think he'll go strong? Do you think, I mean, do you think he'll kind of, what's the bigger game, Johnny, in your respect? That one or West Ham? I mean, surely we're not going to lose by more than one on Thursday. No, exactly. I don't think we're out of the top four yet. I don't think we will do it, but we're not out of it yet. I think he goes A slash B on uh, Thursday and, leave something a little bit open for the second leg if he needs it. Um, so you don't think he'll start Kane and Son on Thursday? No, I think I don't think he will. I think you're right. Uh, Judy, what do you think? Judy, what do you think Thursday? Do you think he'll kind of play a few fringe players um, rather than go in his strongest team? I think it's too important because of um, how things are not to uh, field a very strong team. Um, Vinicius can't get a game. I mean, he, he, he's an international player, isn't he? But um, he, he, I don't think he'll play Vinicius. I think, I, think he'll, I, I, I think he'll play Harry. I think he will. Do you see room for Bale and Delhi, maybe, Julie, on Thursday? I would love to see Bale play. I would. I mean, when he came on against Man City, you just got this slight glimpse of what might be. He used to play him down the middle, not on the wing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 if, if Bale starts, um, you know, I, I I would be very optimistic. I think Bale. The the one bit of optimism that I can sort of give is that I think Bale might just be coming into it at last. You know, the, he's only ever going to be fifty percent of what he was when uh, he he was at Spurs. Oh God, I'm nearly crying. He was so fantastic. Well, I mean, he could, he could have gave Simon. Like, there was an interview with him for, I think it was the Welsh Welsh press, 
Uh, and he's obviously talking about the Europa's coming up and now he needs to run a games. And I mean, if, if Gareth Bale can't get into a team against Wolfsburger, an Austrian uh, league team who are currently sixth, playing the game not even on their home pitch, but on a neutral pitch in Budapest, you kind of think, why are we bothering? Surely he's got to start the game on Thursday. Bale will definitely start on Thursday night. I'll be absolutely flabbergasted if Bale but I think Bale will start on Sunday as well I think he'll start I think he'll this is the way I'm reading it and it's only my opinion is he'll play 70 minutes on Thursday night and he'll definitely start you've got you got to go with a guy you've got to go with it you've got to go with him it's as simple as that otherwise you might as well send him home mm. and say yeah. thank you very much because at the moment it hasn't worked I truly believe he's still got it I just, I, you know, he, he was too good a player, you know. Mm. But he where would, would you, where start. would you play? Would you play him down the middle? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would just let him roam. I really would. You've got to play Vinicius. You've got to give him some minutes. You've got. Uh, look, I don't think Vinicius is going to be the answer. Anyway, I don't think he's good enough. Um, um, I'm sure in in Portuguese football he's scored plenty of goals. But I saw enough in the Chelsea game. I know it was only that his touch is at that level in the Premier League. Was, if the ball was coming up, it was coming back. His first touch was a pass, quite honestly. Um, but um, I, I would definitely play Bale on Thursday night and I'd play Ali on Thursday night. These guys need, these guys need minutes. They need to play. It's interesting you say that because a lot of players have complained about not playing, but when they have played, I know they've not played much, they haven't done it. Mm, yeah. Let's do a quick prediction. Judy, give us a score prediction for Wolfsburger on Thursday. Okay. Um, I think here, here's here's my fantasy prediction. I think Bale will um let's have a Bale hat trick. He'll just go, he'll go absolutely bananas. You know, we'll fall in love with him all over again. Oh, that'd be lovely. I'll take that. So it'll be 4-3 Wolfsburg. <laughs> Simon, give us a quick Simon, give us a quick score prediction for Thursday. 3-1. Three, 3-1 one. Three, to Spurs. Uh, yeah. Johnny? 2-1 Spurs. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say 2-1. We will concede, obviously. Uh, and then Sunday, a uh, huge game. And I can't remember. I mean, William Hill have got West Ham favourites. I can't remember last time we played West Ham and all the bookies have West Ham favourites over Tottenham, home or away. William Hills are going 9-5, to five, the Tottenham win. Spurs win, both teams to score 4-1. to one. I like that. If you think Spurs will get the one goal and then nick it 15-2, to two, go to williamhill.com if you haven't already downloaded that. Go to check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices in the build-up to kick-off. Um, Simon, we, we mentioned there, obviously, early in the game, early in the show, the home game, 3-0 up, cruising, gave it away. That's when tactics started to change. West Ham, on an incredible run, no way on paper they have better players than us. Surely this is the league game that he's got to turn it round. Obviously, West Ham away last season was his first game uh, managing Tottenham. This has got to be the game. Anything but three points. Very, very simple. It's a game we have to win and we will win. I'm very confident. I'm very confident that we have to win that game. If I, I, I agree with Johnny that the top four is not out of the equation. Do I think we'll get in top four? At the moment, I have to say no, but football changes very quickly. 
but we have to win and we will win. Well, that's uh, nice to hear. Johnny, what, what do you reckon here? I don't know if you're going to be at the game or... Uh... No, I'll be uh, I'll be working from the, from the Premier League studio. I agree with Simon. I think we will win. We did have this habit of going three up against West Ham and either winning 3-2 or drawing 3 Um But I think it's... I don't think he's going to get... I'm not saying it's his last chance, but because I don't think he'll get the sack regardless, but I think it's his last chance with any fans that are prepared to give him some time. I think if he, if he doesn't win that game, I think, you know, we're just bang in trouble. But I think we will win. I think we will win it. Judy, what do you reckon? I mean, West Ham playing very, very well. I watched a bit of their game yesterday. I thought they... they Tactically, they got it right. They're very, very strong. Um, very, very strong players, uh, especially at the back. Um, we kind of need Sonny. Sonny has been in and out. We need him to hit a bit of form. Uh, he's another player that I don't know why. Obviously, he missed Harry for the games that Harry was out. But he's a player we need need to step up again, isn't he? Sonny's gone off a bit. I don't know why. Um, but I think, unfortunately, I think Suchek will probably do us. I mean, I, I've just got this awful feeling it's going to be sort of 2-0 shame. You know, well, I mean, the way I mean, Simon's very positive. I can't see currently where any positivity comes in from this team. I, I, I just don't see anything. I'm looking back at these last games. Everton aside, which was the FA Cup and our second string team, that first half hour when we just went for it and played sort of with the manacles off. That aside, in the last four or five weeks, Johnny, I've seen nothing to suggest. We're going to turn things around. I think the positivity comes where if you hit rock bottom, there's only one place you can go. <laughs> That's up. Um, it's a, I, I've shown a little glimpses that after the Liverpool game, as I said before, I think they had to sit down and clear the air. I know we haven't pretty much won a game other than West Brom since then, but I don't think it's looked as bad. Forget City. City are brilliant. We were rubbish. I think forget City. I think the next... Two weeks are so key for us because we've got multiple games. Get through to the next round of Europe, beat West Ham, and might turn. I'm not saying it will, but it, as, as Sai said, football changes so quickly. So, look, City have gone from 10th to top in the space of two months. Liverpool have fallen out of the sky. United have got one win in five. It could just turn. We've got some better fixtures coming up. Okay, quick prediction for Sunday. Uh, Johnny, your prediction for the West Ham game? Uh... 3-2 Spurs after being 3-up. <laughs> oh, God. Simon? 0-2. To us? Yeah. Okay. Julie? Oh, dear. I hate to do this. 2-0 to West Ham. I'm going to go I'm gonna go one all. I, I just, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we win, but I just can't see it at the moment. And finally, if, um, you know, if you were Daniel Levy, and I, I know we talked about his contract, and I think if you believe what you read, what he's on, if we did let him go before the end of the season, I think we'd be looking around thirty-five million pounds in compensation. We'd then have to go and get a uh, another manager. I know uh, various pundits like Nagelsmann at Leipzig, Brendan Rodgers would be my choice at Leicester. These are managers. A would they come? B you're probably going to cost another twenty million to get them. Currently, we don't have that kind of money. Uh, Johnny, if, if if you you know you see other teams out there, what kind of manager would you be thinking if we did have to, um, you know, push the button on Jose because results? Because I mean, if you look at the current results, they're they're worse than they were under Pochettino when Pochettino got sacked. Um, I know it's a different, slightly different scenario, 
And I know Daniel Levy will probably give him time. But if the results keep staying as bad as they are and it becomes untenable, what kind of managers do you think they have got an eye on? I agree with what you said. If you went tomorrow or next week, this is all just pie in the sky. I'd get Benitez into the end of the season because he's available and I'd try and prize Rogers out of Leicester. I'm not a huge fan of him as a... He's great for me a little bit, but I think he's a top manager. Also, I think one of the issues we have is the scouting is poor. He's got great scouts at work with him. I think he would be a great fit for us. Mm, interesting. Simon, what, what, what are your feelings if, if, if that scenario played out? I think Jose will be here till the end of the season. Definitely. Regardless. Do you think regardless? Regardless, 100%, I'm sure that, that uh, unless things go absolutely drastically wrong in the next four games, I think he'll be here till the summer. Um, I, I don't think there's lots of options hitting you in the face. The guy I would probably go with is the Leipzig manager. He impressed me. Their team impressed me last season. Um, they're playing tonight, aren't they? They're playing tonight? Yeah, they're playing Liverpool tonight? Yeah, be interesting. Watch, they're playing tonight. Yeah. Watch, I'll watch that game but, tonight. But um, that, that's who I'd be. I, I, I don't know. I'm not... Uh, I, I agree with Johnny. I like Brendan Rodgers, but he's teeth great on me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And Julie, what would what would you do, Julie, if uh, if you had to, had to uh, make a decision and bring someone else in? If it if it was absolutely imminent, you know, um, had to be done uh, right now, I'd say Rafa, um, right, okay. just to come in and, and so you know, as a firefighter, because he's a he is a really good manager. Um, Nagelsmann obviously is 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 sort of he, he he fits the mold, but I have you know we might get the poor man's Nagelsmann. We'll probably get Graham Potter. <laughs> I, I, I did want um, Hasenhutl, but I think you can't really lose nine nil twice. No. It's not good for you, no. is it? No, no. So a couple of friends of mine gave me a name today. This is going to throw you, Stevie Gerrard. There you are. That's the name I'm going to throw into no! the mix. <laughs> Who knows? Well, look, thank you so much all for joining us. Very, very quickly, don't forget, for those of you out there, for additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily Spurs news show, match reports, interview with ex-players, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Thank you so much for so many of you that watched our very special um, virtual show in Martin Chivers. Next week, we have the wonderful Pete Hayne from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Nathan Kosky and the screenwriter Jeff Pope. They will return next week. Julie, um, anything else you're working on at the moment? Is it just the official biography or have you got something else you're working uh, on? Well, I'm, uh, I'm actually working on um, The Fleet Street Girls, the movie. Oh, fantastic. Oh, um, wonderful. Well, it's very early days. I mean, right. you know, you always, it, it's, you always take a punt with these things. Um, there's another TV thing that I'm doing. Oh, and look out for the golden era of snooker on BBC Two. I don't know when it's coming out, but... Um, I had a fantastic time a few weeks back being a talking head on that, reminiscing about people like Jimmy White and Stephen oh. Hendry. So and that was really good fun to do. Um, oh, look out filmed, for that. In a, filmed in a pub in the Union in uh, Islington uh, for some reason, but it was oh, it was just it was just really nice to get out of the house. Yeah, no, my 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 hero, my hero was the Hurricane. I love the Hurricane. Oh, yeah. Hurricane yeah. Higgins, the hat, get yeah. off his face. But, Great days. It was the eighties. Mad as a ferret, night. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. I was there when he. I was there when he he, he uh, head butted the the official. Oh right. Um, yes. All those years ago. Yeah. Wow. 
What a, what a character. Johnny, what have, what have you been up to apart from just, just head down working? Yeah, I've been very I've been very fortunate that football's carried on. So I've been, yes. been very busy doing the Spurs game Thursday and then West Ham on, on Sunday. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, Simon, thank you so much for coming back on. I'm glad you managed to work out the technology uh, tonight uh, to be with us. Well That's done. Not, not my specialist uh, subject. Well, you did very, very well. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much. The voice of reason, almost. Uh, Julie, we're going to still comfortably numb as the title for tonight's episode because that really does sum up um, the way I think all Spurs fans are feeling. Let's hope by the time we return next week, we've had a win in Hungary and then we beat the Hammers uh, in, in, in East London and next week everything could be looking rosy again. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.